the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. It is indeed, and hour number two is underway now at nine minutes. Thank you so much for joining us as we get underway at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on a free-for-all Friday the 13th, uh-oh, 13th morning of the ninth month of the year of our Lord, 2019. Uh, this really kind of didn't work out well, and I think the Democrats knew it. <laughs> they, uh, uh, that's why they didn't have their uh, debate that they held last night scheduled for tonight. It would have just been too perfect. I mean, honestly, if there was ever anything more horrifying and signifying of bad luck than uh, 10 Democrats on a stage, uh, I don't know what it is. That would have been a real, real harbinger of uh, of bad things to come. So uh, this Friday the 13th will probably be very uneventful. Because most of the horror was on display on Thursday the 12th. Remember how... Um, the Democrats are, well, let me back up, how many of us, conservatives, constitutionalists, believers in the Bill of Rights, supporters and defenders of this nation and our rights, how we have constantly been warning the masses, the population, that the Democrats are indeed coming for your guns. Do not believe them when they say no, 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 no. We're not coming for guns. We just, we just want to, we just want you know better background checks. We want common sense gun reform. Nobody's trying to take your guns. And we said, yes, you are. You are trying to create a de facto uh, uh, platform or foundation for gun confiscation. When you say gun uh, or uh, uh, background checks, you're talking about registration. And when you talk about registration, there's only one reason why you want to know where every gun in America is and to whom it belongs, because you are eventually going to take them. Oh, you guys are just paranoid. Right-wing talking points, trying to fear-monger into pe- uh, people into thinking that we're coming for your guns. We're not coming to take your guns. How many times have we had that argument 
played out. How many times have we heard the Democrats telling us they're not coming for our guns? But I do want to come to Congressman O'Rourke because I know this is personal to you. El Paso is your hometown. Some on this stage have suggested a voluntary buyback for guns in this country. You've gone further. You said, quote, Americans who own AR-15s and AK-47s will have to sell them to the government, all of them. You know the critics call this confiscation. Are you proposing taking away their guns, and how would this work? I am. If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield, if the high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers, when we see that being used against children, And in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an Mm AR-15. And that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. There it is, my friends. Straight from the mouth of a demon rat liar, and he's a liar because he's a demon rat. They have been lying all this time until finally they were forced into admitting the truth, and you just heard it from Robert Francis O'Rourke, the Irishman who pretends to be a Latino for political purposes in a very heavily Latino area in El Paso, Texas. Robert Francis O'Rourke just said the magic words, quote, hell yes. Hell yes, we are coming for your AR-15s. We are going to take your AR-15s and your AK-47s. We're not going to be to allow it to be used against fellow Americans anymore. Now, I want you to ponder a few different points that you just heard in that rant and rampage coming from an absolutely ignorant, uh, lying demon rat politician. Number one, did you notice what he said as he described his little uh, personal anecdotal story about one of the tragedies in uh, uh, in uh, Midland and Odessa, talking about a child being shot? He, he said it not once but twice. I might have to play it for you again so we can truly uh, catch this. But uh, he tells his little story. Listen to how he describes what happened. Designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children... And in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Not shot by a person. Shot by an AR-15. The AR-15 just jumped up, hopped around on its little gun butt, picked itself up, pointed, cocked, and fired at a little girl. The AR-15 shot the little girl. Did you hear that phrasing? And that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15. There it is again. That evil son of a gun. That was intended. That evil son of a gun. Just shot a whole bunch of other people too. That gun has got to go. Almost identical. To the New York Times, on Twitter, on Wednesday, the 18th anniversary of 9-11, tweeting, 
and I quote, 18 years ago, uh, 18 years ago today, airplanes took aim at buildings in New York City and Washington, D.C., and killed more than 2,000 people. Airplanes took aim. Those no-good, rotten, those evil planes? I suppose they gassed themselves up, too. They gassed themselves up. They de-iced themselves. All right, it was September, a nice day. They didn't have to de-ice, but you understand the point. They they pointed their themselves down the runway. They took off, and they aimed themselves at buildings. Why are liberal demon rats so god-awful afraid of pointing the finger of blame at killers rather than the method with which they choose to kill? Why is it so hard for them to point the finger of blame at anybody other than Donald Trump? Radical Islamic terrorists, 19 of them, commandeered those planes and aimed them at buildings. Backed by Lord knows how many Taliban. Lord knows how many Al-Qaeda operatives who worked behind the scenes to make it happen that day, and they wanted to limit it to airplanes. It's part of their narrative. Because in El Paso, Texas, and in Midland and Odessa, Texas, and in Dayton, Ohio, and we could list all of the sites of the various mass shootings, deranged killers filled with hate and most likely insanity, they pointed guns at people. AR-15s didn't shoot anybody. People shot those victims. And because of that, quote, hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15 and your AK-47. Quote, If it's a weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield, if the high-impact, high-velocity round, etc., etc. Again, Robert Francis O'Rourke, the lying Irishman who pretends to be a Latino, Robert Francis O'Rourke thinks that you are an idiot, thinks that you're stupid. He thinks that you don't know the difference between an AR-15 and an AK-47. He thinks that if he lumps them together, you'll think they're identical. When the fact of the matter is, AR-15s are not weapons of war. AR-15s are not used on battlefields. Find me a soldier in a firefight with an AR-15, and I will show you a dead soldier. Because an AR-15 is a semi-automatic weapon. An AK-47 is a fully automatic weapon. That is a weapon designed for the battlefield. The AK-47, the M-16, the M-8, that, that is, that, those are designed for war. Nobody goes into battle with an AR-15 or they quickly become a dead soldier. Dead Marine, dead seaman, whatever. No one. But he wants you to think that the AR-15, which is the most popular model in America, most popular rifle, rather, in America, that this is a weapon of war, this is designed for the battlefield, designed to shred, and he's describing hollow-point bullets, by the way, which has never been a point of this discussion. He's describing hollow-point bullets that, quote, shred everything inside of your body. The average round in an AR-15 does not do that. 
But they don't care about the truth. Actually, they care about it enough to avoid it, to hide it, to lie about it. That's the only thing they care not, uh, care about the truth for. He wants you to think that an AR-15 and an AK-47 is the same. He wants you to think that they are all firing hollow-point bullets that shred the inside of whatever they hit. He wants you to think that this is what all Americans who own AR-15s have in the backs of their minds. When I shoot somebody, I want to shred their insides. Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to do maximum damage. When the fact of the matter is that of the millions and millions of Americans who own AR-15s, 99% of them will never be used in an offensive capacity. And an and only slightly larger percentage of them will be used in a defensive capacity. People who own guns responsibly and legally are not future mass killers, Robert Francis O'Rourke. People who own AR-15s are defensive of their property, their persons, and if need be, they are defensive against threats both foreign and domestic from a governmental standpoint. And I'll tell you what, God forbid we ever have to defend ourselves against tyranny from a government that has been capitalist since this nation's founding, that but that might be turned into something very, very different in the very, very near future if the would-be socialists ever take full power in this country, we already have enough of them in the legislature. If we ever get one in the executive branch, in the Oval Office, socialists who are just the uh, you know a couple of steps away from full-on communism, stripping the American people of their rights, stripping the American people of their money, collectivists, keeping all goods and all fortunes in the hands of the government to be doled out as they see fit according to who they believe needs what, including doling out your health care. If the government ever does pivot from freedom, liberty, capitalism, to tyranny, authoritarianism, socialism, communism, and we do have to fight back, God forbid, because what I said was true. All we'll have is the the AR-15s. And those will be no match for the actual weapons of war that these lying demon rats are afraid of. Only the government will have those. It's 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. The Dems debated last night, and they did a good job of triggering us. Ooh, you see what I did there? Does that bother you, leftists? I used the word trigger. That's a gun part. Ooh, we got a lot to do on this free for all Friday. I want you to join me at 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. Tell me what you thought of Robert Francis O'Rourke coming clean, laying bare for all to see the naked ambitions of the left. We are coming for your guns. All of that stuff we said before is bogus. We are coming for your weapons. We'll be, we'll be right back after this.
925 now the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer that wasn't the only insanity from the Democrat debates last uh, De- Democrats debate last night. However, it was the most uh, galling, and it uh, deserves first look today. Kurt Schlichter, by the way, Kurt Schlichter from Townhall.com, senior columnist, uh, Los Angeles trial attorney, guest host on Salem Radio. He'll be joining me at 10:05 to analyze Beto O'Rourke and more. Charlie is in Cleveland on AM 1420. The answer, Charlie. Good morning. Go right ahead. Morning, Bob. So, is this my I, mechanic? I just wanted to, this is your politically incorrect mechanic, yes. Well, it said Cleveland instead of Lakewood. What are you doing? You hiding out today? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be uh, quicker. Try, trying to be discreet? Yes. And I so, just blew your for cover. my cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, go ahead, Charlie. Anyways, so my first question to uh, Beta, as I like to call him, is what caliber was used in, that came out of that AR-15? Because the AR-15 can be chambered for about 10 or 12 different calibers, two of which are 22 long rifle and 9 millimeter, both of which are pistol rounds, not rifle rounds. So that's that's number one. Number two, but that doesn't but that doesn't get the maximum effect though when you're on a debate stage telling everybody about how these are weapons of war designed to kill and maim and destroy. That's I mean two things. Number one, he probably doesn't know. What you just said, Charlie. Of not. He doesn't know because he doesn't know anything about these. And secondly, even if he did, he would lie and say, no, these are the rounds. They are the, these are what uh, any rounds that are fired from an AR-15, this is what they do. He, he, uh, the maximum effect is what he's looking for, to shock and fearmonger and scare people into uh, being afraid of these guns. Again, notice how he didn't say shot by a killer. He said shot by an AR-15, shot by an AR-15, as if the weapon itself made right. the decision. Just- just like just like airplanes ran themselves into the twin towers. Correct. Now, now, but that's why we have to be out there telling people what the truth is, like that. The the um, the the AK forty seven is available. Primary, you know, the majority of AK forty sevens in the United States are semi automatic variants of. The, so the AK forty seven. Originally, yes, was a fully automatic firearm, but a lot of people out there own a semi-automatic variant, just like the AR-15 is a semi-automatic variant of the M16. So that's then that's that's another that's another you know misnomer that gets thrown around there. As no nobody has ever used a fully automatic rifle to commit a mass shooting since in the last seventy plus years. It just hasn't the only happened. yeah the only thing close to that I think we would say Charlie is um, is Las Vegas with the bump stock which of course right. we know is is used and, to kind of convert semi automatic so that it acts like a fully automatic right and last and last thing I'd like to remind people of is this Saturday there's another rally down at the Ohio State House to let our elected officials know that we do not want red flag laws in the state of Ohio. Um, there, this one is hosted by Ohio gun owners and Ohioans for conceal and carry. It starts at 11:30 on the state house in front of the state house, uh, and it goes to about 1:30. Open carry is welcome. There's parking underneath the state house garage, although it is expensive, and also there's also public parking in the surrounding areas. Um, last week we had a rally, but it was wasn't as didn't get as much traction as we like to. Have. So hopefully this week more people are going to come and uh, and let these people know that we are not going to stand for red flag laws and we will not comply. 
I'll do the best I can to remind people of that. What time did you say again tomorrow? 11.30 in the morning till 1.30 in the afternoon. All right, very good, Charlie. I appreciate that. So and uh, it, it is, it, It's hard to get people from Northeast Ohio to drive down to Columbus, especially when they don't hey, know exactly if, what they're, you know, what kind of impact they'll I, have. But I, if I can, if I can, if I can shut down my business for a day to go try and stand for my constitutional rights and drive two and a half hours, everybody else can too, because people have to understand that the, we can't we can't sit here and act like. Somebody else is going to do it for us anymore. Right? It's not no, happen. It's not going to happen. We have to do that it. That is for very ourselves. true. Hundred percent correct. So eleven thirty at the you, state Bob. house tomorrow in Columbus. You got it, my friend. It's yes, sir. Good to hear Thank from you. you as always. Thank you, Charlie. And Charlie brings very important information to that discussion as well. All right, it's nine thirty. We'll get news. More of your phone calls right after on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Fourteen twenty. The answer. Talking Second Amendment. Talking about the lefts coming clean. At least uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, who wants to be your president, last night declared that yeah, we're coming for your guns. Quote: No, not just yeah, but actually, hell yeah, we are coming to take away your AR-15s and your AK-47s. Weapon that was designed to kill people on a battlefield. Liar. If- the high-impact, high-velocity round, when it hits your body, shreds everything inside of your body because Liar. it was designed to do that so that you would bleed to death on a battlefield and not be able to get up and kill one of our soldiers. When we see that being used against children, and in Odessa, I met the mother of a 15-year-old girl who was shot by an AR-15, mm-hmm. and that mother watched her bleed to death over the course of an hour because so many other people were shot by that AR-15 in Odessa and Midland. There weren't enough ambulances to get to them in time. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to... You just said it. We're going to take it, not buy it back. Flat out, confiscate it, take it away from you, deny you your second amendment right to bear arms i'm just laying it out there and and if if i wanted to be i don't need to say anything else to to you know trigger and yes i use that on purpose again your outrage over this because that in and of itself is enough reason for us to fight 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 like our lives depended depended upon it to stop any one of these psychopaths from from winning the presidency but if I did want to, and if I did need something else, I would, of course, point out all of the ridiculous uh, points he makes in his little story. I mean, yes, it's tragic that a child was shot at, at Midland, in Midland and Odessa. Yes, it's tragic that anybody was shot. It's horrific. We, as a nation, all grieve together. But the idea that you are going to then take away the weapon as if that's what the the problem was, not the individual, is just flat-out lunacy. For I could say, I could point out, the children who lay dying on gurneys and in hospitals and on operating tables from the mass uh, vehicle attacks where where lunatics driving trucks or vans or SUVs into massive crowds are killing high numbers of people, multiple victims, and I could say 
the you know tell a dramatic story about how you know the he tells his dramatic story about how the bullet is designed to shred and this and that and the other and tear him up from the inside so nobody can get up and everything else. Well, you could talk about how you know the the truck. Its intent and its design was to run over as many people and to kill them where they lay or where they stood and then lay so that they can't get back up. And therefore, hell yes, we're taking your trucks. Hell yes, we're taking your vans and your SUVs. These higher capacity, larger motor, uh, motor, higher horsepower, especially if they're 4 by 4s because they can go over many more bodies before they eventually come to a stop because they got a lot more power and a lot more traction. We're taking those away from you. Those are only there. Those high-capacity vehicle killers are only there to kill more. No, I just drive mine to work. Well, it doesn't matter. You can't have it because other people used it to kill. No, but really, I have a lot of stuff to haul. I need my truck for for work. I'm not going to do anything with it. Doesn't matter. Hell yes, we're coming for your truck, too. But, but... I mean, that's where we are. I can say to him and to them, but my rifle is stored and locked securely away from where anyone can get it, and I'm not going to go and shoot anybody. I have it for defensive purposes to protect my family, as I'm allowed by the Constitution of the United States of America, by the Bill of Rights, particularly the Second Amendment. In the Bill of Rights. Why would you take that away from me? Because somebody else used one to shoot people. But what does that have to do with me? What does that have to do with us? Nothing. But that's how maniacal these demon rats are. Let me go to um, who's been waiting. Dennis. It looks like Dennis. Dennis. Dennis in Lorraine, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience. Go right ahead. Hey, Bob, how are you doing today? I'm good, sir. What's on your mind? Give, give me a minute to paint a picture. Um, I'm, I'm an African-American pastor. Um, I voted Democratic most of my life. Okay. Let me paint this picture. Say this country is hit with an EMP. Lights go out six months, maybe to a year. You've got people in the street, and the first law of nature is kicking in, self-preservation. Our police, our deputies, our troopers, the first thing they're going to do is take care of their families. Yes, they'll stand as long as they can, but when they see that, look, this is a, a situation where every man is going to take, have to take care of his family, his property. You're going to need to be well-regulated. And I believe the Second Amendment said a well-regulated militia. And for, to me, the regulation is at least having sufficient protection to deal with the the worst case scenario that is legal in this country. I don't think they're looking down the uh, road and and seeing what's really going on. Yes, um, these shootings are terrible. I mean, it's, it, it's sad, but they have the technology. They have the wherewithal to zoom in on these people who are doing these shootings. I mean, they practically cry out and tell you who they are before they do it. But I sure wouldn't. Um, give mine up. I want to give mine up. Um, and I don't carry it down the street. I don't pack it in my car. I have it at my home to take care of my family and, and, and my neighbors because uh, uh, the worst case scenario is that just an EMP and we know from just listening to the news that that's very possible that this country could be attacked 
uh, with the EMP where the lights go out, nothing electrical is working. And if I don't prepare myself to last another day, uh, I sure don't want anybody who's probably built them a bunker. Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure Miss Harris' husband uh, got a bunker. I'm quite sure uh, Mr. Beto, uh, uh, his family uh, has a bunker and uh, where they can go to safety. And if not, our government is going to protect them. So where's my protection? Dennis, you are very prescient, uh, spot on. Uh, it's such a great point about the EMP. It is my wife's biggest fear. Whenever we talk about, you know, things that, that, that could threaten this country and threaten our family and so on and so forth, which everybody, you know, you don't have these conversations on a daily. It's not like it's dinner conversation. Let's talk about all the horrible things out there. But if you don't talk about them from time to time for preparation purposes, then you're not serving your family right. And her biggest fear is exactly what you just said in EMP. And it is absolutely possible. You're right about that. And it will be every man, woman, and child or at least every man protecting his family for themselves in such a circumstance when supplies, food, shelter, and everything else is, 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 you know, needs to be obtained. Um, it is going to be obtained illegally. Uh, it is going, the crime is going to happen. Thefts are going to happen. Robberies are going to happen. Uh, when, well, when society breaks is, down, you're a hundred percent right. So the my threat question is foreign you, and domestic. My, you're so correct. Only, yes. Yeah. You're what right are we going to do if, um, um, say China or Russia uh, see the lights out here. I mean, what better time would it be for them to come in and uh, you know uh, take their position of, to rule the world or whatever? That, that, the, you're you're so right. There are so many <laughs> threats that could happen with something like that. So, Dennis, I have to ask you this: You said you've been uh, voting Democrat your whole life. Are you going to continue yeah. to do so, knowing what you're hearing from the from the Democrats with respect to what you just described and our need to defend ourselves? As I watch this process and see who becomes the Democratic um, um, candidate for president and hear what they have to say, and not only hear, but verify um, their record. I will make my decision. But right now, Beto, no. Harris, no. Um, Coy, no. I, I couldn't vote for them right now because they, they, they're living in a, another world. The reality that the world of, of the world we live in now is... Um, um, it's, it's, it's in a, a ball of confusion. And until we get things back on um, um, even ground where we at least can talk to each other and get uh, understanding through conversation, I mean, this don't start nothing but all. But be prepared. You know, I'm ex-military. My father was military. My brother's military. My son's military. My nephews are military. I'm talking about three and four tours to Afghanistan and Iraq. You know, one's a battlefield me uh, medic. He's a captain. He he uh, has a squad that he looks at. His wife is military. My wife is military. So if something happens, say the worst case scenario, it's going to take ex-military and, and brave civilians to hold this country together. And I can yeah. see something happening. I hate to say it, but I can see something very terrible happen because you can almost smell it in the atmosphere. I hate to say that too, and I and I don't know if I will go all the way to say as I can see it happening, but I am damn sure going to be prepared for it happening. That's for cert certain, just yeah. just in case. Yeah. Uh, hey, Dennis, uh, you said you're a pastor. What church is your? Uh, where, where do you where do you where do you pastor? I pastor in uh, Lorraine, Ohio. I'm just yeah, about 30 yeah I know miles you're from. in Lorraine, but what's the name of your church? Mm -hmm. Fairfield. Fairfield. Your mm -hmm. your parishioners and worshipers are being well served by you, and I would encourage people if you are a person of faith and you are looking for somebody, go go to. Well, I love them. I'm I'm their shepherd, and uh, I don't teach them how to eat fish. I teach them how to catch fish. 
I, I teach them, you know, not only to be local, but to be global. And um, this is what the Bible teaches. It's not my teaching. The Bible says be That's prepared. Right. You know, be watchful, be prayerful. They be are fortunate. They, be they fortunate to have you as their pastor, Dennis. I really appreciate your call in, too, sir. All right, thank you. Uh, thank just, you. Just, just pray and let's just use wisdom and understanding and knowledge when we deal with these things. Thank you, my friend. God bless. All right, you have a good day. Dennis is a very, I hope you call back again, Dennis. I, I don't recall hearing your voice before, uh, but that is a very, very good phone call filled with all kinds of very important information and truth. And, uh, and I meant what I said. If you are looking for a place to uh, practice your faith, if you're out near uh, Lorraine, Ohio, that would be a great place to go. Um, let me get uh, Mark in Fairview Park, who's been waiting on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Mark. Go ahead, sir. Morning, Bob. Uh, I'm not, I don't have anything to mention on this O'Rourke. This guy... I couldn't even imagine myself going out to dinner with him or having a drink with him. I think, you know, the guy's basically a clown. But when we talk about these red flag laws and that, I'll give you a perfect example where I'd agree with it. Well, And that's uh, with this guy, I think, up in Wisconsin or Minnesota, who threw that young boy, walks up, grabs a young boy, throws him 40 feet off in that ball. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. It's terrible. Oh, okay. it's one of the, and by the uh, way, that little boy that little boy just came home, I want to say, two weeks ago or something. I don't know how he survived. That's a miracle from God, but he survived. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, but bottom line I'm making, I, I, <clears throat> the guy gets 19 years. Hey, a guy who does something like this, red flags out already, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they should lock him up and throw away the key. What, what, what's going to change him in uh, 19 years? Well, this yeah, is, to me, yeah, I, I've, not, I've never understood, quite frankly, um, how attempted murder doesn't bring the same sentence as murder. If I shoot mm-hmm. someone and they die, I get life in prison. But if they survive, I get 10 years. Uh, it, I, my intention was the same. If I throw somebody off a 40 foot, you know, uh, uh, balcony or, or, you know, you know, whatever that we, we call the, the upper level of mall, a mall like that, uh, I'm trying to kill them. Uh, and I should be punished accordingly for trying to kill somebody as if I had killed them. The fact that the child survived should not lessen the sentence. So I completely concur. Uh, absolutely yeah, this, right. this is very disturbing. And, and another thing that comes up all the time, uh, people, these people committing crimes, this and that. You look at the rap sheets. I mean, I worked federal corrections for three years, and uh, these guys have uh, rap sheets as tall as I am, you know. All they are are nuisances and pests to the rest of decent society. And it's like, where does it end? Where does it end until somebody gets shot or killed or this or that? And then, uh, you know, this, uh, but that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, yeah, so. no, I, I get it, and I completely concur, Mark. Thank you, my friend, for the phone call. It's coming up on 950. We'll get a quick time out here. More calls right after this on a free-for-all Friday the 13th edition of the Bob France Authority. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. I want that to be played on a loop. And it's going to represent not just Beta, as uh, Charlie likes to call him, and a lot of other people do too. It's pretty pretty appropriate. But I don't want to give him anything close to that ridiculous nickname he came up with to uh, sound more Hispanic. He's an Irishman. His last name is O'Rourke. He's Robert Francis O'Rourke, and he wants to be, he wants to be uh, have the street cred of the, with the Latinos. 
Um, I wanted to loop uh, uh, because it represents all of them. They have all told you, oh, no, we're not coming for your guns. We just want to make uh, common sense reforms where we have, you know, universal background checks and, you know, registrations, and we want to regulate where they're sold and out. But we're not coming for your guns at all. No, don't, don't try to scare people into thinking that's what we're doing. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. We're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore. Thank you. And listen to the cheering of the sheep who are just waiting to be dominated. They're cheering for their own domination, if not annihilation. Do a little, uh, do a little history homework here, uh, Libs. Do a little history homework here and take a look at countries and peoples who who have been populations who have been stripped of their only means of self defense and let me know how that worked out for them all right jim is in west park on am 1420 the answer next hey jim go ahead sir yeah i did i did some uh, um note taking last night i stomached for 3 hours uh i kept hearing uh, get something done they need to get something done well, they did that with Obamacare in the dark of night, one of the biggest job killers, and the government money confiscation in history. Then they said, oh, let's let the nonviolent drug dealers out of jail just because there are too many black criminals. And then they said, oh, let's award the illegal aliens amnesty because they've been here too long. And if you do that, you will have a manufactured crisis on the border. And then Biden said something about a, 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 a phonograph. He was referring to... Record player, yeah. <laughs> the, the depressed areas. Education dollars is due to tax revenue, not color. It's tax revenue taken by that area. And if you have poor families, you're not, you're not getting any revenue. And they not one person mentioned the broken families. Okay, and then one more thing. This Bernie Sanders, uh, we're the richest country on earth, but he failed to mention with the most debt, $21 trillion. And Kamala Harris is the most arrogant, racist person I have ever heard. Thank you for taking my call, Bob. You got it. I'm with you on 90% of what you said. I can think of worse arrogant uh, racists than Kamala Harris, by the way, but she's up there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's really hard to dispute much of what you just said. I was really taken aback by the fact that they did not discuss the economy or jobs virtually at all. I mean, at all. Because what are they going to say? I, I mean, seriously, what are they going to say? We already have the lowest rates for African Americans and Latinos and women and the disabled and teenagers who want jobs in American history. We have the lowest overall unemployment rate in, what, 60 years, I think it is? We're doing great. What are they going to say? We're going to do better than what Trump is doing? They can't, so they have to ignore that. If they bring up the economy and jobs, then they have to acknowledge that what Trump is doing is working, and that is something they have no interest in doing. BJ in North Olmstead. Hi, BJ. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, quickly and briefly, uh, when this fellow is talking about taking the guns away, if uh, I were competing with him on the stage on the other side as a, as a Republican, I would say to him, I didn't know that you became pro-life. But there's one other me- weapon you should have taken off besides these uh, 
rifles and shooting and all that stuff. Forceps in an abortion clinic that killed 60-some million. These people are absurd. But one of the things that I keep saying, by I have a high opposition for the future on your program, is your previous callers and the callers you've been getting. The awakening is taking place among many of the American public. These poor souls that are up there running for president against Donald Trump do not like or no doubt they don't love America, but they don't like it. They don't like the people that are successful. And, 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 the, and the parody to this is send in the clowns. They're absurd, and it's sad to see. But I'm listening to folks on your program, and I'm encouraged you have a wonderful weekend, and God bless you and your listeners, Bob. Thank you very much, BJ. I appreciate that. Yeah, um, I, I get encouragement, too, from time to time, but it is very depressing when I hear the cheers of the lunatics in debates like this, when you hear the anti-American, uh, constitution-killing policies, proposals, platforms, and ideas coming from these people, and you have people standing up and cheering as if, wait, that's not a good thing. That's when I get a little bit depressed, especially when you look at the polling numbers. And I know, I know. The polls were all wrong in 2016, and I know they can and God willing will be uh, wrong again in 2020. But uh, there, there is a, there, while there is reason for optimism, there is also reason for concern. We have a huge fight on our hands. All right, it's 10 o'clock. We'll get news now. We'll come back. Kurt Schlichter is going to join us, uh, Town Hall uh, Senior Columnist with townhall.com and Salem Radio fill-in host. We'll take more of your phone calls after Kurt right here. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.